Hello listeners, welcome to Freelance Friday with Vay Casey, a podcast all about freelancing through the opinions and experiences of freelancers. And today I have on the show Nat, is it Chitami? Chitamai, yeah. Chitamai. That's really close. So <laughs> close. As I was about to say that, I was like, I maybe should have asked him that before I hit record and no, started of rolling into this. But alas, here we are. Thanks for coming on today, man. No problem, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm... Uh, I'm glad to have you on here. I think Elisa Fisher recommended that you come on and said you would be a good one. Yeah, Yeah, she's really awesome. Uh, Dude, so tell me a little bit about yourself, dude. What's, uh, I kind of looked over your stuff and I love your work. Thank you. So I'm a wedding photographer here. Um, I'm from Thailand, actually. I've been here for seven years. And funny that I'm going back to Thailand next year since my mom keeps asking me every year. But a little bit sorry about me that I come here to get my master in MBA and I started to go back in two years. But then I started photography as a side hustle. And then my mom asked me, you wanna do another degree for photography? So yeah. And now I met Justin and I stayed longer for a year. And it's just from two years become seven years. But that's a really short story of that. So yeah, so originally you just came to be here for a couple of years. What did you say your original degree was? Hi, sorry? Your, the, what you originally came over to go to school Just for? Just get an MBA for okay. my master. So I got a accounting degree from Thailand. I wasn't a accountant. I worked in the bank, nine, uh, nine to five, eight to five actually. And then it just like everyone that when we graduated, we have some more money from working, right? So I bought a camera and then we start from that. But photography is not something that I thought I would do it or I would make it full time. I mean, was it something that you had an interest in growing up? Yeah, yeah. Well, not grow up, but like after I graduated, I started photography just for fun, portrait, take a uh-huh. cute girl, pretty girls, you know, all the guys do. Not all the guys, but me. But, um, <laughs> and then eventually you start buying lenses and then cameras and you have investment. I was like, hey, you know, maybe I should make some money from this. So I asked a good friend that, hey, can I shadow you on a wedding? Like, you don't have to pay me. I just want to go follow you and do the weddings. And it's like, come on, come on. So I went with him first wedding. And after that, he just hired me as a second tutor. It's like, oh, here we go. Really? How, so the, was this like a friend of yours or somebody that you knew that was a wedding yeah. photographer already? That's just a friend of mine. So in Thailand, back seven years ago, we have a portrait Saturday. So every Saturday, um, a group of people bring a model, they pay for them. And you know, people just come like five, six people and do the photo shoot for this model. Like beautiful girl and with the theme of the cosplay or whatever. And then I met this man, this my friend. So I know he, he shoot wedding full time. And then I says, hey, can I just go with you? And yeah. And after I just keep shooting with him, maybe four or five weddings before I come to USA. So once you came, you already kind of had a little bit of a foundation of doing some of that, of like shooting. You had a bit of a portfolio kind of to show. Yes, I have. Well, I don't have a website. I don't have Instagram, but I know about, you know, I use 85 millimeter. I know how this is a portrait lens. This is a wide angle and I know some basic. Um, and I, and I, I, I love doing that, but I didn't think that how far I'm gonna go in photography. But yeah, I do for my friend and then, you know, so when they came here, I went to UNT for the English classes, 
to learn English. Duh. And then, <laughs> so I can come talk with you guys. <clears throat> so when I go to UNT, I just do a photo shoot for almost like everything because I'm so excited. I'm just, you know, an Asian guy from Thailand. And it's like, oh, this is so cool. Like whatever it was like, <laughs> everything is so new to me. It's like you drive on the opposite side. Of, I was, I'm driving in Thailand. It's like, oh, I'm not going to crash anyone. Um, but yeah. And then get to know more people and do more photo shoot. Yeah. So whenever you were back in Thailand and before you started shooting, before you started getting those first like wedding gigs and before you asked that photographer mm-hmm. if you could tag along with him, how long had you been shooting and like playing around with cameras before I was, that? I would say a year. Okay. A year. Um, so I, I have really cheap and hot billies uh, cameras, you know, like 500 bucks. That's how we start, how I started. And when I have enough lenses, I think, you know, I have 50 millimeter, 1.8, 85 millimeter. I think, oh, that should be enough to, to do something more professional. So uh, that's why I start asking my friend that, hey, can I go with you? I kind of prep myself a little bit, you know, not like jump because I don't want to disappoint him. Right. Right. Because if he take me with him, that's, that's really nice for him because I, I present him as a wedding flower in his job. So I kind of prepare myself a little bit. Yeah. That's cool, man. So then coming over here to the United States, once you started kind of shooting stuff and playing around at UNT and getting your feet wet a little bit with mm-hmm. stuff there, what, uh, I mean, what did that look like as far, what was the journey like as far as coming into this and actually starting to decide to make a profession out of it and all that? So when I came to UNT, um, I tell my friend and my family too, because my family, they just never thought I would do photography full time. It's like, you're going to come back, work at the bank, just get a better degree. And, but when I got here, I used my cameras for like, as a ticket to get to know people because I'm from Thailand. And that time I didn't speak English as better at this one right now. So, um, doing photography is a way to communicate with people. And I think that's a way, it's like the, the, the international language, right? So you take pictures and you post to them and they say, hey, this is a cool pictures. So I started applying for, for a job in UNT and international hired me as a photographer for the magazine at UNT International. And they didn't have that position before. They just created for me. And I was so happy for that. So they just sent me to do all the events picture for the international office. And I was happy. I was like, I'm making money. I mean, it's just seven bucks per hour, but I'm making money, dude. Right. And when I do for the magazine, I become more like official photographer and people get to know me. And then from that, people just come, Hey, Nat, do you want to do graduation? Can you do graduation picture for me? Um, do you do family portrait too? Because in Thailand, we don't do a family portrait. Really? Yeah. In it's, Thailand, not, it's just like not a thing at all. So in Thailand, we have um, graduation for um, undergraduate. We don't do graduation for high school. Um, We do in the wedding, we have pre-wedding. In here, we call engagement. Uh So pre-wedding is the bride and the groom in the full wedding dress. Okay. So in here, the the groom would never see the bride in the wedding dress before the wedding. 
right? Right. First time when she walked on the asshole. Yeah. That's the first time. But in Thailand, we do the whole photo shoot the whole day before the wedding. Interesting. And we post it. I wonder where. I wonder if some of that has been kind of. St- what has started to seep into the American weddings a little bit. Cause I have noticed like when I would I'd shoot weddings more and more where it was like, yeah, sometimes they don't see them beforehand, but then sometimes they would do it whatever it's called a first look Yeah, where they do see each other. And then we do some of the photos beforehand. Uh, uh, it's been interesting to see that. I didn't realize that at other places that that's kind of more of the mode of operation though. Yeah. I have to kind of adjust my idea about what's going on here. So it's like elopement that people do at the national park and outside. Yeah. And in Thailand, we do that, we call pre-wedding, like before the wedding. And we do the whole thing with the bride and the dress. And so people knows where she gonna, what her dress is gonna be and how they're gonna look, but that's what they do. And then do uh, pre-wedding and then weddings. Interesting. That's it. In here we have engagement, Bridals, weddings. Uh huh. It's so like different have segments. Also, before that, if right? Hire. So we have like four sessions. So basically, y'all just there's way less like things that y'all. Yeah. I guess I don't even call it celebrate or or memorialize yeah. or something like that. Interesting. So okay, so back to you. You were so you're at UNT, and you're starting to have people kind of hit you up and ask you to do this stuff. Yeah, and I actually ask people too because I, you know, I. I do love photography, but when you started, no one gonna come and ask you for for doing pictures, right? So I asking uh, my close friend, "Hey, um, you guys gonna get married, right? Can I be your photographer?" I remember that the first time I shot the weddings, the real clans, I shot them seven hundred bucks for engagement and the wedding. Were you super nervous when you were shooting there? That was my first wedding in USA. It's <laughs> like <laughs> you know what you're getting to, <laughs> but. Um, but I mean, I kind of have confidence that I can do it. I know I'm not going to mess up. Might not be the best, but I know I can do it. I, get, I, I can make him happy. Yeah. And I guess at that point you'd kind of shot stuff for a while before already. So you were a little bit more confident. I, I remember shooting my first wedding and it was like the first few and I was so freaking nervous, man. Yeah. Like cannot explain how nervous I was. I don't really get nervous about it now, but uh-huh, it's kind of uh-huh. funny. So then, so you started hitting, so you said that you would actually like reach out to people and do that. Yeah. So this is a friend, this is a friend that they just, um, getting married in the court. And I was like, Hey, I can be wedding photographer for you. Just, I'm not going to charge you because you're my friend. And I have a few really good friend that I love them. So, Hey, can I do a family picture for you? So in, in my perspective is that photography is the cost of photography is more about labor, not more about equipment. Cause you buy one time you may use for five year, 10 year. Right. Right. And that lasts, lasts for a long time, but it just time you spend, that's the labor cost. And at that time I would, I would love to work. So I just offered them most of my friend and they just like, Oh, when they got it, it's like, Oh, I like it. And they keep spreading the word. Yeah. And just kind of share from there. Yeah. So you started seeing most of your, was your work, I guess, just kind of started by word of mouth then at that yeah. point. And so then you start yeah. having people reach out to you. Yes. Yes. And then from UNT, I was in the English classes and then I got accepted in master degree in uh, Tarleton State University, which is in Stephenville, two hours away. And so I moved there and it's really cowboy town. 
Like I can call Asian with my finger over there. <laughs> and I was like, "What is an Asian here?" Um, Were they all riding horses and stuff? Wong is one theater, one Walmart, no Target. It's like, dude, five years ago, and and so I'm a Buddhist, and I'm I'm cool with other religions. But when I got to Charlton, it's like, oh my god! It's like we have seven churches around the, the college, and we have like free lunch every day. <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, this is so cool. Um, so when I got there, and I just do the same as I do, I just make friends and offer them, hey, can I do family picture for you? And I saw one guy that he was elected to be the uh, body of president. No, Student right. body president. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And I was like, and I saw him propose his girlfriend a, a, a week ago, and I saw him at a coffee shop. And I was like, maybe I should just go ask him if I can do engagement for free because I, if I got to shoot his wedding, everyone knows. Yeah, and that's I a really good in, point. I was like, hey, dude, this is gonna be weird, but I'm a photographer. Um, I want to do engagement for you for free, and this is my website. So and my number. Um, I have a business card and make it, and then say, like, "Okay, if you like it, we can talk." And he called me back, and then I shot engagement for free for him. And a month after, he hired me as a photographer, wedding photographer. And I feel at that time the money is not really something important, you know, because we just started and I just work in school. And after that. I, I feel like the word keeps spreading, and I become more known to people that yeah, not do photography, and I'm glad I did that. <laughs> yeah, you seem happy. You seem like you enjoyed it. I mean, mm -hmm. looking through your work, it's really good work, and so I think the passion and the love that you have for it kind of really shows through mm -hmm. in some of the stuff. Uh, I mean, so I guess from there, it's just kind of grown. Yeah, like did you did you brand so you brand yourself now as a wedding photographer. Yeah. Do you do other stuff still as well? Do you still do personal sessions or that um, kind of stuff? Or are you strictly weddings and engagements? Yes, yes, I do. I think I do everything. Um, but I feel like we have to, it's my perspective that you have to brand yourself for something, you know? Like photographer is so, you can be so many, like mm -hmm. architecture photographer, you can be editorial photographer, you can be food photographer. But it's just like when you go shopping, right? If you want to go buy outdoor equipment, you would go to REI instead of Walmart. You know Walmart has everything too. They do, yeah. Yeah, people yeah. come for the specific shopping to spend money. So I would put myself as a wedding photographer because that's how I pay the bill the most. But after I shot the wedding for a client, someone come, hey Nat, can you do family? Can I do graduation? I have an event today. Do I do that? I do that too but I'm not promoting myself as that. But do I shoot? Yes, I shoot. What what percentage of your work do you think is wedding compared to not weddings? I would say 80% weddings. 80%, okay. 80% weddings. Okay. Yeah. So, well, since before I came to Flock Studio, I shoot wedding most time. I don't really know freelance thing. I, I don't really know how full-time photographer make a living because I was in school, right? It's a side hustle. And people hire me just for the wedding and pictures and a family and graduations. I don't know that the event photography is make good money too and easy too. And I don't have that option until I come to college. So I graduated, I got MBA. 
I interned for a year at the real estate company. And then I was supposed to go back to Thailand, but my mom asked me that, hey, Nat, um, you can come back or you can do photography, you know, the degree. Um, they kind of accept me that I might be a photographer because, you know, they sponsored me for the whole MBA. They want me to go back to do, to use degree. Mm-hmm. And then I said, okay, I'll, I'll stay two more years to do a photography degree. So I went to Colin College and then how I met Justin Clemens. So he taught, I think he's just taught one class so far and that I was in his class. So lucky me. So you get him for a whole semester or like the full length? Like, So I got an associate degree in photography. So that's become my third degree. And I'm so wow. tired of school. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so tired of school. I believe that. Yeah, so I met Justin and then uh, a semester after that, he just asked me that, hey, oh, he sent an email that, um, I'm looking for an intern at Flock. So I was like, oh, I want to do it. So I become a Flock intern. I'm still a Flock intern. Yeah. You enjoying it? They seem like great people over there, man. There's They're a lot really of- awesome. For those of you who don't know what Flock is, Flock is a co-working space here down in Oak Cliff in Dallas. Uh, and it's kind of similar to Wax Space, kind of similar to Wells, kind of similar to Common Desk. We work in their own different ways. It's a bit of a smart community. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of uh, where- where he offices out of where Lisa Fisher is and Wade Griffith and Justin Clemens, all people that we've had on the show previously. And that kind of just, I don't know, I think it's cool to hear more stories about how the the network and those communities help people grow, right? Yeah. And to see how being a part of that has helped you grow and to be mm-hmm. able to kind of into something that you maybe didn't, like like you were saying, you didn't ever expect this. Your family was not in like anticipating yeah. this thing. So then you said, okay, so you went to Colin College and you got the degree and stuff. And then the last semester that Justin said, hey, he sent emails to his student that, hey, I'm looking for an intern. And I just respond right away. It's like, I want to be one. <laughs> and <laughs> Whatever he, that looks like, I'm in. And Justin, he's super nice, right? He's like, oh, so I live in, I live in my uncle. I live in Irving. I go to school in Plano and Flock is in Oak Cliff. You see the distance? Yeah. It like, doesn't make sense. And yeah, just in it's like, a big triangle, basically. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like, dude, the, 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 the commute doesn't make sense. It's like, I don't really care. I want to be there. It's like, I want, and it's like, okay. So I went to talk with him, with, with the, his wife and the co-owner. It's like, okay, we'll take you as an intern. It's like, oh, yes. So when I started intern, so I cleaned the toilet, restroom, and make coffee, you know, all the things that intern does. But I get to be in the community with all the professional, and that's make my eyes open. Like, oh, that's how you guys do, like, make a living. Because I was shooting the wedding all the time. Just look on the internet, Instagram. No connection with other photographers. And now I see, oh, I think it's the same as the wax space and flock. You know, we have the same idea that yeah. when job come, if Justin can do it, or you can do it, you just, hey, dude, can you do it? The next level, or your friend, or connection, and it becomes just keep rolling. And it's like, yep. oh, that makes sense now. That's how we can make a living. And that's how we help each other. So after I got to flock, Justin, um, I help, like, if someone have a shoot at the flock, say, hey, do you mind if I just, I can help you. I can take it down, I can set it up, see stand, whatever. Even I don't get paid, but 
It's always fun for me to see and to learn. I didn't know much about Studio Light at the time. It's so complicated for me. So after a few assisting and I get to learn and now I have skill and then Justin's like, hey, you want to come to shoot with me? And then it just keep going from that point. Yeah. And then I imagine eventually at some point, like you're the one that they're turning to and saying, hey, I can't take this gig. Can you take this? Yeah. And then you start getting to do that. So there's one story that, um, you're going to hear a lot about Justin a lot because we're pretty close. So Justin referred me a company for the event um, and they want to do headshot and candid event. And I emailed back to that, to the company that, hey, I cannot do headshots. I never done headshot before. Headshots like, they have the event, right? They have the corner for the headshot. People walk in, shoot and tether and then walk out real fast, headshot. Yeah, yep. Bam, bam, bam. I never done that, dude. I don't have backdrop. I don't have, I have two lights. I don't think that's enough either. So I say no to the, com- I email back. No, I can't, but I can do candid. And I went to Justin's office, like, hey, Justin, thanks for like telling them, but I, I declined them. I said, I can't do. And Justin like emailed them back that you can't do. And I show him, I show you how to do it now. And then I emailed them. I was like, oh, shoot. So I emailed them back, hey, never mind. I can't do it. And I, <laughs> <laughs> I sent them back the email. I was like, what happened five minutes ago? It didn't happen. Um, yes, I can do it. <laughs> and then on that evening, I, the next day, Justin helped me set up the whole backdrop studio light and then I just note down the light here the light here this is the mirror this is how power this is how camera setting how tether just in like help me the whole thing and I said say yes first and we figure out <laughs> <laughs> and that's so true with all the freelance thing of like a lot of time you do the first time right and you're like I never done it you're like, yeah, I think, yeah, yes, I can totally yeah. do this thing. And then what in your mind, you're like, yeah. oh, did I just say I could do that? Fuck, I got to get this. Fr- I, I got to go, like, figure it out somehow. Like, send uh, Google. <laughs> but yeah, and then they hired me just for the candidate and they hired Justin for their headshot. And um, and then uh, the company keep hiring me back for the next event. And, and I think it's just something awesome about community too. And you have to take a risk. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely helps having that community around you though, when you do take that risk, right? Yeah. Because they have, I don't know. I feel like you have somebody to, you have people to fall back onto, especially whenever you're in a creative community like that, where other people can understand where you're at and really truly relate to the position you're in. Not versus, not this like, oh yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, man. That really sucks. And then like, yeah, it's cool, but you don't really understand Yeah, to have people that really do. It's it's very comforting. Yeah. And I feel like, you have to be really honest to yourself because Justin was my teacher and I know him pretty well. So I kind of, I don't have anything hiding from him. Like I walk into his office and I was defeated. It's like, I decline, I can't do it. But I mean, if I don't know him and someone else, I might not do that. I might not email back that I can take the job. Yeah. But I feel like that what I did is benefit me. You know, you can't accept that I cannot do this and someone going to come. Let me help you. You got this. And I feel like a lot of people in creative community like Dallas, we're pretty close community. Yep. Um, we we help each other a lot. Like you do podcasts, help other new freelancers like, hey, 
you got this, you know. Mm-hmm. We all come from the same spot. We don't know shit, and then now uh, you have to figure out, and it's gonna happen. <laughs> When you say yes, it's gonna happen. I don't know what you can, you can. But it's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, one way or another. What? Uh, so, do you, I mean, do you do you just shoot full time? Is that your is that is that your main gig, or do you have another job or something like source of so income? Now that I do this full time, I I still live in my uncle, but this is what I do for a few years. So. Back when I was intern, um, I do you know nine to five job and I do weddings on the weekend. And that time is about like four years in, so I have more people know me. And I think that year I start shooting about 10 to 15 weddings. And I have background in accounting, so I do accounting in the in the online software. So I kind of see the income coming, and I see oh now my income from My revenue for from um, photography is the same as I earn for the company, so I can't jump the ship. But the internship gonna end in a year anyway. It's like I just have no choice. <laughs> so I have to make it happen. <laughs> so I, either I I ready or not, I'm, I have to go. Um, so after I finish the intern and go to school because I don't want to ask parent for the money, right? Yeah. I said okay, photography can is enough for me to. To make a living and stay for two more years for another degree, and I think that's lucky that I keep doing the photography. You know, a little bit every year, and it's coming like five, two weddings first year, three wedding, five wedding. It's come to ten wedding, fifteen wedding, and last year I shot twenty seven weddings. Wow! And then this year comes out because I, I'm leaving next year, so I just focus on something else. But yeah, word of mouth. Um, keep doing it. it, it it's going to happen. Do you? Uh, it's interesting that you come from an accounting background and having that education because I feel like that is like one of the, co- the components that so many artists, so many freelancers don't have or don't understand, and so. Like that's the kind of stuff I feel like they're usually trying to figure out. And it's interesting mm-hmm. with you, it's like almost kind of the opposite where you knew like all the business, like some of the yeah. accounting stuff and how to manage that. And it's been more of like learning the creative side and how to manage that. Yeah, I, I kind of like to know my financial status and that's how my I was raising my family too. I'm the only child. So my mom, my dad, and my dad always tell me that. So what you see right now, house, car, is going to be yours. Because no one else, and that's it, <laughs> and that's it, nothing else. And I know the financial of the house, how much money we have before I come here. So he, he told me that this is how much money we have. So if you're gonna spend money on education, that's the family money too. So when I come to my photography, so I want to know that how much I earn and if I can make a living, and if. I mean, I want to have a good life, right? Right. We don't want to like live like month to month. So if photography doesn't make sense, I might have to do something else to make money. So I kind of keep updating myself with the like basic accounting, like income expense, income expense, pretty much. So do you do you manage your own tax stuff too then, or or do you have somebody else that you do that like does that for you, or how do you like? So obviously, I'm sure you probably keep your yeah. do your own bookkeeping, right? But your own for, accounting. Yeah, 
tech, you have to hire someone. Yeah. yeah, you can't do tax yourself. Yeah. So what's your? How do you handle all the like financial side of stuff then? So I use HoneyBook. Uh, it's a it's a on the it's a what do you call software on the internet? You know, uh, the web co- app. Yeah, so like client management. Yeah, and yeah. I was lucky that when they started, they're selling um five hundred bucks for lifetime. And I was like, oh, okay. So I pay five hundred bucks. And now they charge forty bucks per month, and but lucky me. So that 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 client yeah. management, called C, client relationship management CRM, they have accounting, like really basic accounting that you can. I was talking about like two three years back that I just started like side hustling. So at that time I just want to know that how much I make and how much I spend, and I keep myself slowly from photography. Even that time it's just a side hustle when you know. In the uh, during the internship, but yeah, but for the task you have to hire someone, but you can't do that by yourself. So do you? I mean, I guess you just compile all kind of your stuff in the different yeah. categories and send it over. Or what's your? Yeah, yeah. So well, because it's pretty small, so you don't have much papers, and most of the thing is like on the files. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So hire someone, and that that is that saved your life. Yeah, yeah. What uh, what about with like contracts and stuff? Do you do those? Do you use them? Yeah, yeah. Do you have a lawyer? Well, I, do you do it yourself? Or no, I got it from the internet. So when or do you so have when, a law degree too that I don't know about? No, I don't have. No. So <laughs> when I started, I asked another photographer that, "Hey, can I, can I see your contract?" And she just sent me her contract. And then I was like, oh, okay, that's how I started. And I just keep adapting. I asked her if she doesn't mind. I said, "Yeah, go ahead." So I start from that and then eventually that I just ask more people and keep, well, you know, when you keep working, you can see the, what you should add on or what you would be careful about the contract or what you need it. Um, I know some, but some people like want to uh, hire a lawyer to do it, but I didn't, didn't do that. Um, and lucky me that I didn't have, I never have any problem with the contract at all. Yeah. And most of my clients, we meet in person and we just get to know each other. And I was like, oh, I think I'm lucky that I don't have, I never have bad clients. Yeah. I would imagine probably some of that though is because you do sit down and have conversations with them, yeah. right? Like, I mean, how, how many of the people that you get like requests from or people like inquiries, what like what percentage or how many do you think you actually sit down and meet with? And then how many of those do you actually end up getting hired by? I would say if I get about 40 inquiries, I make it about 30. And then I meet with them. I get to meet with them about 30 and maybe 27, 26, 27. Because if they decide, come, so that's why I think when people pick wedding photographer, they look from the website, right? A thousand of them on the internet. And they're gonna ask some friend that, hey, do you know any wedding photographer? Oh, that, sh- that shot for for this, uh, for my friend. So let's see him. And when they decide to meet a photographer, I think that's when it comes down to maybe like three photographer left. Cause they always tell me, yeah, I wanna talk with, we're gonna meet with another photographer tomorrow. So I have competitors, but Eventually, when you come to that meetup, it's about like five percent from the whole list that they've been picking. Like you are the finalist. Yeah. 
And if they come and spend time with you, and let's call we have a consultation. So I meet with them at a coffee shop, and then I explain all the contract, all the price, and then we can uh, see in person. And most of them, yeah, hire. Lucky me. <laughs> yeah, Lucky. that's a pretty great man. I mean, I feel like that. I feel like it means that you're doing something right. Or yeah. you have a process down well that communicates well what you're doing in a way that people can really grasp and latch onto. Whenever, whenever somebody reaches out to you, you say that you have like that you might meet with thirty out of forty inquiries you get. Yeah. Uh, what are those conversations like that you're having? Like, because because I'm, I'm imagining there's got to be some <laughs> some something during that process that's like helping to vet people. Yeah, yeah, and kind of filter people in or out. Yeah, and I mean, to 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 be a quote what you call a finalist in yeah. the world of thousands of wedding photographers for you to get 30 out of 40 meetings is pretty solid, I think. And then to book 27 of those 30, like that's incredible, like incredible numbers, I think like a a success rate. And so I feel like to me, that tells me that somewhere between them reaching out to you Mm -hmm. and you having that meeting, that there is something very defining in that space that helps to like filter people. What do you do? So, uh, many factors I believe is helping. So one of them is um, your styles. So uh, my style is I use um, the same preset of the color in all the weddings. So you know when it just look when you look through my website or a wedding album, it's like you look through the movie, right? It's the same preset. Right. It's not like jump color. Like this is warm. This is light. This is warm. But it's all the same. I use uh, I use. Fujifilm preset. So it's really a little bit tweaking, pastel a little bit, but that's for the whole wedding. So they can see that if I shoot their wedding, that's what they're gonna get because the whole website with the same. Um, and I tell them um, I'm a un- candid photographer and post, like I don't really post them a lot. I love helping when they're laughing, you know, hugging. And so people kind of, I feel like kind of knows what they want and they're just looking for one that they want, right? So when they see, okay, Nas had this kind of color and then they like it and all the pictures are going to be smiling, maybe just 5% looking at the cameras, but most of them are going to be like laughing, dancing. So they, I think they come down to that, that, okay, this one could be, and they should in a wedding, they look professional. And the website, I think the website's important. I think, yeah, I think I professional agree. should have a website. Yeah. Even you never update. It's like it, your you digital have. store, right? Yeah, yeah. I think Facebook page is important, but I don't, for me, I think that's not enough. I think like website is like solid, like .com or dot whatever you have. But, right. But I think that's kind of solidifies you as a business a little bit or legitimizes how people feel like you serious with this. Yeah. 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 Do you see most, whenever people reach out to you, is it mostly, is it through your website that they find you or do they find you through Instagram or do they find you through Facebook or is it like the knots or something like that? I actually that have the knot and um, wedding wire, but I never got enough for that. I pay for a year. Uh, all my clients from word of mouth. I got a few from Instagram. That was a surprise. 
But most of them were the mouse. I, I shoot this wedding, this bridesmaid. I shoot this wedding, she's a bridesmaid. And then she get married and she keep coming, ah, coming, coming. And I think most of the wedding photographer, this is how people keep going to, you mm-hmm. know. What percentage of your work do you think comes from referrals versus not? Dude, I think like 100%. I mean, uh, not like 90%. Okay. Maybe just 10% that they just saw on the website. Okay. Yeah, because when I met them first time, I can ask them, hey, so how, how did you know me? Like, oh, I know you from this person, from that person's site. Oh, I Google it. That's like rare. Okay. So that explains to me, I think, why you have such a high like success rate uh-huh. uh, because people already are very familiar with you and your work and who you are. And especially yeah. if they've their bridesmaids like they've yeah. seen you firsthand and they've hung out with you and know yeah. how personable you are yeah I think that's really important because wedding photography is not someone is a stranger in a wedding you have to blend in you have to be different you know and I used to worry about my my accent and how I talk because I'm from Thailand and have accent sometimes yeah. they don't understand um, but I feel like people just focus on skill and what you provide to them. And then language or accent just comes secondary. You know, once you hire wedding photographer because of, they do a good job in wedding photography. Because I have a few friends that's like, oh, you know, some people just like international that like, I don't know if they're going to understand what I'm saying. It's like, they, they will understand if you do a really good job. Yeah. They will try to work with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting like how much it's always fascinated me how much people's perception of a photographer being good or not is not actually based on the work at all. Mm -mm. Like I can't tell you how many times I shot weddings and I would have somebody come up to me towards the end of the day or, you know, at various points, whether it's like the mom or dad or somebody there (laughs) and be like, Oh my gosh, thank you so much. You did such a good job today. And I'm like, you haven't seen a single image. I, might not, anything, I might not even have a memory card in my camera right now. And you have no <laughs> idea. I mean, but thanks. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, and so it's, I don't know. It's really interesting, man. They do that in the wedding. Thanks for coming. Thanks for everything. This excellent. It's like, you haven't seen anything you have yet. Done, you did such a good job today, <laughs> which just tells me it's like so much of it. It's like, yeah, they want great images. You better do a good job. <laughs> but a lot of it seems like what's really important. A lot of it really is the experience that they get from it. Yeah. And I... I, I kind of found like more recently I started thinking about it and I was like, man, I, cause I, t- I tend to be very, uh, um, like goal oriented and, and like I focus on that thing Mm-mm-mm. and anything that's like extra that, that isn't necessary to get to that thing is yeah. like fluff and that, and, and it's inefficient. Uh-huh. And so I almost think of like, for example, if I had a shoot in the studio, that's yeah. like a half day shoot with a client mm-hmm. Or maybe, you know, maybe we're running into lunch. I'm probably like, my natural thought is to not, not to think about grabbing lunch or grabbing snacks. Cause for me, I'm like, I'm like, we're here to shoot. Yeah. That's that, that is the reason that they have hired me. Yeah. And I ate breakfast before I came and I'll be fine to eat lunch and wait until after I get done. Yeah. But what I've kind of started to notice and think about is I'm like, yeah, but I don't live like in, I live in this space every day. Right. Yeah. They don't. Mm-hmm. And so for them, 
it's a unique experience to get to be on set or for somebody that's getting married, it's a unique experience to be able to like get photographed and, mm-hmm. to, and to work with a photographer. And yeah. so now I'm like, Oh, well, while I'm, I'm being hired to like produce these photos or videos, yeah. I'm also kind of getting hired for an experience. And so then I, now I've started to think more about like the client experience a little bit and, uh, I don't know. It's cool to kind of that, see that play out for you because I think that, that's probably why you do so well. I agree with that too. Um, I recently went to see my uh, sponsor. So the Tiny Human exhibition, I have some sponsor that sponsored me for the event. So I went to meet with them. They, um, they, are t- they have a Thai restaurant in Denton and I talked with them and they told me that. So they, they've been there for six years now and the owner told me that, so the menu of, you know, Thai food everywhere now, right? Yeah. You can see Thai yeah. food. But they said that what they're selling is the experience. And I was like, well, interesting. Because all the menu, all the food menu in that restaurant is pretty common. Just like Pad Thai and whatever you guys get in another restaurant. But when you get there, you get experience, you get, how nice of the server, how nice of the location, uh, how uh, present of the food. I mean, test is test good too, but everything around that make the clients want to come back. Yeah, like all things, all other things being constant, being similar. Like, yeah, if you have two places and the food is the same quality wise at both of them, you're probably right. gonna go for the one with that has a, that you get the yeah. better experience at. Yeah, and and I think that's that make things difficult for a freelancer because I you're a freelancer you have to do everything you have all the hats on you you not you're not just a photographer you're a business owner you have to take care of clients you have to send email you have to make promotion you have to post on the Facebook and Instagram and say all oh, the shit this is you. Except you hire someone that's good for you, but for most people that they do themselves, right? Yeah. Uh, so, dude, talk. You mentioned the Tiny Humans Project a little bit. Can you tell me a little bit more? Like, what is that? So, Tiny Human Project is a it's a landscape and traveling uh, photography together. So, this past about um, three years, I've been traveling with a good friend of mine. Uh, his name is Visanu. So he he teaches landscape photography. He's from Thailand too. So I met him three three years back. Said, "Hey, um, Nat, are you uh, are you in uh, Thai student in Dallas?" So he said, "Yeah." So he said, "I'm gonna go to Mount Rainier in three weeks. Do you want to come?" And I said, "Yes." I don't know them. I don't know who who they are. I know they have five people, and they're gonna go for five days. So I went with them. So I learned that what he does is that um, people from Thailand come to travel here and they want to get good picture, right? Because it's a beautiful country. Yeah. And he's the one who like take them all around the places and take the pictures. So we went to Mount Rainier, we went to Pacific Northwest, uh, Utah, and we about three or four trips a year. And each trip is about five to 11 days camping. And then after that, about three years, I collect picture of tiny human, which is a like small human 
with a lot of with the big like mountains and landscape because I think that's remind that how small we are as a human and how like if we supposed to like take care of nature and be humble because like I feel like every time we have the 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 like catastrophe from the nature like the hurricane or whatever like we can't do anything because we're a tiny human. So that's the concept. Okay. That's yeah. cool. And so, I mean, is this just kind of a, is it a collection of stuff, I guess, it's a sh- of photos that you've shot over the years? So there's yeah. these strips. That's kind of cool that he's doing that. So he's basically like a, almost like a nature tour, yeah, nature. tour guide meets like nature photography. photography. Basically. Yeah. So um, Mrs. Clemon, Justin White, uh, so she asked me, hey, Nat, you're going to go back. You should do your exhibition before you go back. And I was like, okay. I mean, you said that. Oh, okay, I'll do it. So I just tried to build up everything and prepare for the exhibition. So I, when I went to Colin College for the degree, in the end, we have a show. Like You have to put your final pieces, show to all the people and guests. And I think it's gonna be the same because Tiny Human right now is all from USA. So I want to like close this season of the USA. So when I move back to Thailand, it's gonna be the new season of Tiny Human in Thailand. Ah, okay. So this is all the presentation, like the final episode of the USA. That's cool. And so with this one, what all, I noticed that you've got the, the like you brought some like what a sticker yeah. and there was uh, the bag the, the tote, tote bag ba- tote bag so basically that the exhibition is self funded <laughs> it's just me want to do it <laughs> and I have a few sponsor that give me some money it's like okay I love what you're doing and I also selling uh, photo book basically to fund my exhibition right so uh, I have photo book and have a tote bag that I brought to you and the stickers um. So the book called Travels Make Travels Make You Richer. And I just do encourage people to go travel. There's a few places that I went a few years back, but now it's permanent close. Like Really? Yeah. So there's one place um in Canyonland. It's really funny because I that's there's a trail, but there's no trail side because I in the cave in the end, this side an, an Asian hand ancient handwriter on the wall like from the old time yeah and you have to look on the google to find the trail and you walk there it's so pretty but two years after that there's some bad people just go and ruin the you know the wall uh, yeah right now. so now they're permanent clothes just to like try to preserve and save yeah. it basically and you know some like sea stacks because it's the nature right and it's hit by the wave it becomes the shape some sea stacks some location is is collapsed it's destroyed by the nature but it's a town of itself so I want to say that those things won't last forever so I mean you guys should go travel and see them yeah. before it's, it's gone that makes sense now because I saw when I was looking over your website and I saw you put on there your nature won't last forever yeah. And there's part of me that's like, I get that, but there's also part of me that's like, that's not true. 
It yeah. seems pretty, it seems like it will. It seems like it does. It seems yeah. like no matter what we do, somehow it yeah. still takes over. But in that sense, that makes so much sense. Yeah. That like, yeah, get out and travel and see the stuff that you can while it's there because it's not necessarily going to always be there. That's cool, man. It's like, it's really inspiring to see you doing this stuff because I've kind of, I love traveling too. Yeah. I love getting out and shooting nature and doing mm. like time lapses and, right. and panoramic photos and all this stuff. And I've always wanted to kind of do a show and like... You print should. my own you books should. and so seeing you do it now I'm like fuck dude I kinda that's a it's dream, time dude. the time's coming dude that that's something like you know people just look on look for the picture on the like on the phone right and you know like how like how big so small uh, on the screen like 13 inches yeah but you can't really do the exhibition and look on the 24 by 30 I have a, a piece that the main piece is 30 by 60 Golly, metal prints. That's huge, man. You have to like... You said it's, it's a metal print? It's a metal print. Yeah. It's so dope. It's like, you have to come and see, like, not on the screen, but really big. And you you can touch if you want to, I don't mind. But like, it's, a, it's different than every day that you just look through the Instagram, like... Do you plan on, like, do you have any thoughts or plans on maybe trying to take this exhibition on tour or go show at other places and other galleries or anything like that? Or is it just kind of a, this is a one-time deal? I, I started thinking about that. Well, because I, I know I'm going to have picture on the show and I think I'm gonna be, everything going to be sold. If it be sold, it would be great. But if not, I still have some pieces with me and it would be great if I like, you know, some, Sometimes they have coffee shop that they have the art corner. Yeah. Awesome. So yep. they have the art corner. And I don't know. I just want to put it on a show to let people see that, like, your country is so beautiful. And because I'm from Thailand, I've been here seven years. I'm not going to be here from, like, until next year. So I have limited time here. So I want to go see everything. But, like, for a lot of American, like you guys, you've been here forever, right? So it's like, yeah. I'll go next year. Yeah, yeah, I'll go yeah, later. yeah. And then 30 years later, it's like, yeah, I've been to this and that. But when I <laughs> tell that, tell my friend that, where is it? It's like, it's, it's in Utah here. It's like, it's like two, three hour flying. You go there and you go see it. And it's like, oh, it's here. Yeah. It's like, do you have a lot of good thing? Like USA is so pretty. Thailand is smaller than Texas, dude. From the top to the bottom, you fly like three hours. Wow. And that's it. But you guys have like 200 something million people and you know how many states and how many like Grand Canyon is insane. Like Utah and Pacific Northwest, like unbelievable. You like, is that your that's the favorite? That's, is that like the area of the country that you find you like the most? I love Utah and I love Pacific Northwest and uh, Eastern Sierra. Okay. Yeah, so I haven't gotten to go all those places, but Utah and Pacific Northwest have always, ever since, I mean, the first time I went, dude, it just like, I was like, man, I feel like I'm home. I don't know what this place is, but I need to go back. Yeah. So um, in past July, I hired Mount Whitney. Have you heard about Mount Whitney? Uh, I think so. I don't So Mount Whitney is the tallest peak in under 48. Okay. And um, so I went there last year with my friend and I saw Mount Whitney from Lone Pine. California. I was like, oh, it's, it doesn't look that tall. <laughs> it's like, maybe you can't do it. So I do a research and then I apply for a permit and I got it. So it took me 18 hours to go up and down. Wow. 22 miles. 
22 Almost. miles total? Total, 22 total. miles. Wow. Up and what down. was the permit for? Just to be able to go do that? Or so they limit people per day. I okay. think 100 people. Okay. Uh, permit either one day hike or overnight. But yeah. It's, so you just went out and back in one day? Yeah. I started at midnight. 30 and I come back 7 p.m. <laughs> Dude, and the guy who hired cool. me, I, I went there by myself. And the guy who I started with at the beginning, I was like, hey, sir, are you going? He's like, yeah, yeah, do my like, attack along. He's 67. Did he make it the whole way? He made it to the top before me. He's the one, he gave me the water. Whoa. And he doesn't even use a freaking uh, tracking pole. He said, like, I don't <laughs> like it. It's like, what? <laughs> Dude, that reminds me of, uh, I think mean, it makes me feel like he's probably been in the mountains a bit. And he he lives in Colorado. Okay. But, there was, yeah. I was in Kenya a couple of years ago and there was this, like, and we're up in the mountains mm-hmm. and we had gone out with a group of people one day, some locals to go climb up to the top of this uh-huh. peak. And on the way back down, like there's one of these ladies with us and she's probably, she's probably in her seventies. Her eighties. Mm-hmm. I would not. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. And she's wearing a dress, uh-huh. and she's just wearing these little like slip-on flat shoes. <laughs> Are you joking? And dude, just going up and down the mountain like it was nothing, man. We're like climbing down, and people are like reaching down to like support themselves with their hands. <laughs> and she's just stepping down one step at a time, very like sure-footed. And I'm just like, this is amazing right now. I'm watching this happen. But I think a lot of that's just because. It's just, I mean, they spend so much time there and get yeah. so comfortable and used to it. Yeah. It's kind of wild. I think it's always good to have people surround you, like inspire you or keep you challenging. Yeah. Uh, my climbing buddy, uh, she's my friend's mom. She's 67 years old. She's the same age as my mom, but I've been climbing with her for two years. That's cool, man. And when people see her, it's like, oh my God, this lady is climbing. It's like, she's just warming up. <laughs> <laughs> like you haven't seen much haven't yet. Seen. It's, it's always, there was some, I don't remember where I, I heard this, but basically the sentiment was basically that it's like the people that, that t- seem to make biggest differences in societies don't originate from them. They usually come from somewhere else. Yeah. Basically is that it's like, it's something about having that outside perspective and then coming in somewhere, they're able to see things that people that are there all the time Mm -hmm. miss because they're so much around, just like around it all the time and so used to it. And, uh, I think it's cool and interesting to hear you talk about how beautiful it is here and your experiences because you're not from here and you have that. Right. And, and you're right. Like it does get very much where it's just like, Oh, I'll go see it sometime. Oh, I'll go do that thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's stuff here in Dallas, like history mm-hmm. and different things that I could go see that I never have. And it's like five minutes down the road from me. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh yeah, I'll go see that someday. And I've been yeah. saying that for 10 years, you know, and it's, I don't know. It's really interesting. What? Mm-hmm. So that, so, okay. So you're going back to Thailand soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, when is that? Uh, January 5th next okay. year. So, so you know, like few, three, months, two, three months, three and a half months, three months, two and a half months, something like that. Wow. Yeah. Um, what is your plan once you go back as far as like trying uh, with work? Are you planning on doing freelance stuff and doing photography yeah. there as well? I think I'm not going to change my career now. I'm a photographer now. So I think I'll continue what I'm doing. And I mean, I'm, I have confidence that I do a good job 
in photography. Maybe not the best, but I can I can do services. I can do weddings. Um, and it might be good when Thai people see the perspective from USA. Because now I learn from you know Justin and from Wade from a lot of people here, so my photography style is more USA than Thai. Thai Which is very Thailand. different. Yeah, so they might like it, they might not like it, and that's one thing I have to figure out. Um, another thing is I want to start another tiny human project, so I can do Thai, a tiny a tiny human in Thailand, in South Korea, I have friend in India. So I think I'm excited about those projects. I think if you do one there, you should spell it T H I N Y, like tiny, <laughs> tiny, <laughs> tiny, tiny, tiny. <laughs> That's gonna be fun. I'll quote you on that. <laughs> so you know, Casey from USA. Tell me to do that. I like I like wordplay a little bit. Yeah. Um, I'm interested to see what you do with that, man. I I particularly like. I've noticed that you have a lot of depth in some of your photos and, and using like shooting through foreground elements. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's something that I kind of look for a lot. Did you, uh, I mean, do you like try to position yourself in situations to get that stuff a lot? Or do you, you cause I've noticed you mentioned that you don't really pose things, but some of the yeah. shots that I've seen with that, I'm like, that's, it looks I, almost posed because it just seems so perfect. So I, I love to have foreground object and background. Um, I use 35 and 85 millimeter a lot and usually F2. So I make sure like something blur in the front and blur in the black, in, in the back. And I'm gonna ask the couples like, hey, well, I usually know them already, you know, you break, you break the ice and right. you get to them to talk. And the one thing that I always ask, and I think it's always worked for me, is like, can y'all pretend laughing? And just pretend laughing. And they just start laughing. And then it's hard to not laugh for real, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> and, and I think that that makes them fun too because I used to like, hey, can you tell a joke? And it's like, I don't have a joke to tell. I was like, okay, can you just pretend laughing? And then after that, they just keep playing. They keep talking something funny and it just, I don't know, dude. It just, you have to make them feel comfortable with you. It's really weird that you got... A couple come and kissing and the, the stranger taking their pictures and the, everyone else walking around and say, pretend nothing happened, you know? Yeah, it's kind of a weird spot to <laughs> yeah, be in a little when, bit. When, when we started, I like, I know it's going to be really weird, but it's going to be really cool. That's how they look on a magazine. It's the good trust photographer. <laughs> do, you, <laughs> so, do you say that a lot to people? Like, hey, yeah, I know it's going to feel weird. I say that. I, cause I do I that too. That. And I feel like it makes, I feel like it helps so much. It's almost like, I almost get the feeling it's like there's an elephant in the room. Yeah. And if you just point at it and go like, Hey, y'all see that's in here, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. It's going to be uncomfortable. There's a big yeah. ass elephant in the room, but it's all cool. Cause it's here and everybody yeah. else has dealt with it before too. And they're fine. Yeah. So, uh, there's like a couple of photos in particular that I really like the main, your main like header image the with Indian the bride girl. on the mountaintop with yeah. the, like the flowing uh, little, how much of that was like posed versus not, or or staged? That that one posed hundred percent. She's one of my friends. So the story behind that is someone asked me, "Hey Nat, do you have you done picture in Yosemite like bridal?" I was like, "No, I have not, but I can." <laughs> and well, she never get back to me, but I text my friend after that. Hey, she live in uh, California. It's like, hey Mona, let's go Yosemite. She married already, like, let's do the bridal there. So I just flew in 
and take her to the spot, and we just do that. But so she was already married, and she just happened. Yeah, she just like pulled her, dra- pulled yeah. her dress out. She has okay. all the dress and everything. It's like let's what? go to Japan. Okay, so with the uh, the like veil is like way out as like the foreground element. That's what is Ben holding? <laughs> he's like holding back <laughs> holding there, like flailing inside, flowing it, and have um, another light, just small um, Pro Photo A one lit up her face, and that's pretty much it. That's cool. I really, what about the one with the, uh, there's like the veil that's like pulled back a little bit and you see the bride's face yeah. just like buried. Her husband holding it. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> well, just like out of frame. Yeah. It's funny. It was like supposed to be not the bridal, but to be Elon men, like two of them. And then they married for a year and then her husband was like, Hey Nat, dude, I've been eating a lot. I just can't fit in the suit anymore. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> okay, let's do the bridal then. It's okay, dude. Can you <laughs> hold the light for me? And it's like. <laughs> no shame here, right? <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> do you use lighting a lot whenever you're shooting? Or do you use when, mostly natural? We're going to do outdoor, yeah. I would say 80%. Um, 80% with lighting? With light. Okay. Yeah. I, it's just easier to control. You know, I I know people do a lot of natural light, but I just kind of like make a scene and uh, OCF, like, you know, like the beauty dish and dark in the background and light up the model yeah. a bit. Do you work with an assistant usually or are you by yourself? Usually by myself. Um, like for the, I don't really use much for the wedding because we move a lot, right? And the right, wedding yeah, yeah, yeah. flashes in up. But if you have, if I have a session, like the bridal session, sometimes I have assistant. Sometimes just a light stand and a stand back would be enough. Um, but for the outdoor, I usually have someone helping me. I was gonna say because that could be cumbersome, like a lot to try to move that stuff around and do it all yourself. Yeah, yeah that time her husband was assisting me, so okay, he was holding. Um, do you ever shoot stuff where you have the the light or the stand in the frame, and then you like Photoshop it or clone it out later? Yeah, I think a lot of them. Not not a lot, but some some of them. Like there was one in particular that I saw yeah, yeah. where the bride, it's like a really wide shot and the bride is standing, it's like on a walkway with a ledge and, and she's like lit up and then you oh, see like the sunset is it, is, oh. and it looks like the photo is like, it looks like it's, let me just pull my phone out. I'm just going to pull it out. And yeah. yeah. It up. I think I kind of know what you're talking about. Cause I'm looking at it and I'm like, there's no way, there's no way that that's not natural light. When I look at it, I'm like, it looks great. And it, and it like, I could see how to most people's like not knowing they would look at it and be like, Oh, that looks great. It's natural like that. But I'm like, nah, there's some other lighting in there. By the way, do you like iPhone 11? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm loving it so far. The Dude. night mode is incredible on it, man. I, I, I heard am about blown it. away. Okay. That one, first off that one, was that one staged? That uh, was stage. I think that's one natural light. Where'd it go? That's not the one I was thinking about. Uh, while, okay, while I am looking for this, yeah. can you talk to me about Married at First Sight? Oh, okay. Tell that's us that story. Show. So Married at First Sight contacted me and they asked me if I want, I think that's something about the TV show. It's like, hey, just to be honest, like, would you do work for us for free and we give you the, the like, uh, opportunity to show on the TV show? And I 
I think I went to talk with Justin at the time. Hey, they asked me to shoot three weddings for free, but I'm gonna be on the TV, and it's gonna be on the website. And I thought about that a lot because I that's a lot of work for free. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and but well, after thought and talk with many people, I was like, well, you know. I have nothing to lose, right? Maybe it's a good experience. Maybe it's not, but now you you can say that you you shot for a TV show. So I did it. So for for the show is it's very interesting. It just like what you saw on the episode. Um, they just have two uh, selected men and women come and then marry at the site, and all of them. From my experience, they they are real. Um, they just keep secret and keep the 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 grooms and the brides separate all the time. So it was really. Is it a fun experience? It's really fun. It's really fun. It's really excited. I had a like, uh, oh, man. One of my neighbors, yeah, got selected a couple oh. of years ago. I don't know what season, but he was on like an episode. And I remember him talking about it and he was like, dude, this is kind of crazy. Like crazy. I might actually do this, man. I might actually go through with this. Like if this happens and all this, and I'm just like, that's interesting. And like yeah. seeing camera crews come over and people waiting out in the hallway. Yeah. And, and it's more like TV show than not super photography because I, they don't need you all the time. They don't want you to have that. They don't want to have like the shutter styles on the camera all, all the time. Oh, that they makes just tell sense. you, hey, I need this and that, this and that. Okay, Nat, you have to come and talk here. Tell them to kiss, tell them to kiss. That's really awkward though. Because like, usually you get to know the couples and you ask them to kiss and then, you know, they know you. But this time I don't know them. I don't really get to talk with them. Oh. And they really want like kissing shot a lot, right? Because they're selling- Of course. Uh, yeah. It's a very romantic, very yeah. cinematic kind of <laughs> feel. Thought they just met. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They just met like an hour ago and it's like, tell them again, tell them again. It's like, okay. It's like, and they're still like, the and they're still like, do I know you yet? Do I like you? Yeah, I don't know. But again? It's like, <laughs> but, but, but yeah, we, we go through that. But that's what's very interesting. Would I do it again? I don't know. But, I do recommend if like who never have like who want to experience. I think it's really interesting. It's a good experience for you. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, have you ever noticed any work any work coming from that, or had anybody hit you up and and like I, specifically because of that? I think I have one couple came from that. It's so random, but yeah, just just one. I don't know. You know, it, I think it depends on who watched the show, right? Right. And yeah. It's interesting. <laughs> okay. It's interesting. Yeah. All right. I found the photo. That one. Oh, this one I like from the inside. So on the left of the wall is the mirrors. It's a big barn door. It's on the glass door. Sorry, okay. the glass door. Yeah. So the stove is inside and shoot out through and then, the to the glass door and then bounces back off and a little bit. So it just shoot from there, like. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So. But it wasn't really strong enough, so I had to light up in the light room and Photoshop a little bit more. Okay, that makes sense. So then the lighting on the right side is like all natural? 
I, I would say right like, cause I was like, cause one, I kind of wondered if you had like a photo- strobe like hidden behind right here. Or I wondered if there was like a no, stand dude, right here that you Photoshop. shot out just the boosting. Okay. Not Photoshop. I just try to get narrowed down, make it look like the light from there, but actually it lap everything. It looks great, man. Thanks for man. those of you listening. Sorry. You can't see what we're talking about, but it's really cool. I feel like that's a classic shot at the, bass hall like if anyone have a shoot there you guys should do like this shot to say if any of you want to know what photo i'm talking about it was the one posted on his instagram october 23rd 2018 um you know i'm gonna actually i want to find a way to put this in the show notes we'll put a link in the yeah, show notes thank you. and then that way people can maybe go see it and take a look at it and see and, what we're and, talking about yeah. a little bit and I didn't know that bass hall, you can do like birthday party there too. If you want to do it at the bass hall, like the whole stadium, you can't do the birthday party inside and it's not really expensive. That's interesting. It's interesting because they, we do the bridals there. It's like, oh, I didn't know we can do bridals here. It's like, oh, that's cool. I feel like there's a lot of things like that, that if you just ask. Yeah, you just ask. It's like, oh, it's really not that big a deal. Like, oh, I can do that mm-hmm. thing. I'm like, yeah. yeah, sure. Nobody ever brings it up. Nobody ever asks, but yeah, yeah, it's not a problem. Well, dude, I've really enjoyed having you on, man. Um, Thanks, man. Is there anything kind of wrapping up that we've, that you would like to talk about that I haven't asked you about or things that you feel like it's important for new people to know? So one thing that I have learned so far about freelancing, there's no one way to, to be, to succeed. Right, people come from different path, but and I talk with Justin about this on redriving side. You know, when you when you did it, that's when you did it. Like you just have to enjoy the journey all along, keep doing work, keep hustling, and it's gonna happen. Just just don't give up. Yeah, it's look pretty tough, but if you enjoy it, you just forgot how how long you've been driving, but you will get there. Kind of enjoy the journey along the way. Yeah, make that's, it. that's the whole thing of freelancing, right? It's like you do it because you, you kind of enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, man. Well, thanks for coming on. Where uh, can people find your work online? So you can find uh, from my website. It's natchitamai.com, N-A-T-C-H-I-T-T-A-M-A-I. And on Instagram, it's the same. Cool, man. All right. Thanks so much for coming on. We'll have links to Nat's work and that Instagram post and anything else we can think of in the show notes. Um, if you found this episode or any other episodes particularly helpful, it would be great if you could go leave a review for me and rating uh, on iTunes or wherever it is that you find this podcast. And if you could also share it, that'd be really helpful. It's through sharing it. Uh, that other people get to find out about the show. And the goal here is really to be able to provide valuable resources and educational content for people that are either new or um, new freelancers or, or considering freelancing, or maybe you just like hearing stories about freelancers, whatever it is. um, We're glad you're here and we're glad you're listening. Thanks so much. And we'll catch you next time. Freelance Freddy is a VKC production. VKC is a freelance content creator based in the United States and available worldwide. VKC, big production value, freelance agility and scale.